Hey, uh, before the podcast starts, uh, again, if you don't listen literally every week, like the, I don't know how many of you there are. Anyway, thank you for listening as always. This week is a little special. This is the intro or the first episode uh, of our other podcast. Yes. Which is called? Adaptations Awry. Man, it's like working with the best. Anyway, this is the first episode. Uh, You can literally subscribe to the feed now. It literally came out on Thursday. We're going to play it this week for the T episode just to be like, here's what it sounds like. So if you like this, maybe you'll like the podcast or not. Uh, And it'll be every other week over there. So this isn't going anywhere. We're just adding more yeah, content. Yeah, we're just doing, we just have another like project we've decided to do. It so. started out as a quarantine baby. It did. Yeah. So anyway, hope you enjoy it. We will be back next week with a regular episode, yep. probably, or something different. Who knows? Who knows? So Wherever the wind takes us. All right. Well, thanks. Bye. Hello, and welcome to Adaptations Awry. I'm Tessa. I'm Elliot. And this is Adaptations Awry. (laughs) Wow, you're (laughs) terrible. They're already turning away. Sorry, friends. So uh, what do we do on our show, Tess? Uh, We watch, we read a book, and then we watch a show slash movie of an adaptation of that book. And we rip it to shreds. Well, I... I mean, I don't. I'm not going to rip this one to shreds. No, I might rip actually... the movie to shreds. Yeah, in comparison to a book, not looking at any other aspect of it, like quality or anything, this wasn't too bad. I don't think this was bad. So what? What did we end up reading slash watching? The Haunted Mask by R.L. Stein. Now, how were you a big Goosebumps kid growing up? No, I was not. Like not at all. No, I. Why? Because I'm a huge chicken shit. That's true. Are we allowed to cuss on the show? I guess we are now. I can. I'm a huge chicken poop. Nope, no, I like it. Work. No, I'm a huge. I'm scared constantly. You are. I. The thing that drew me to these books as a kid was the art. I loved the art, the covers. Mm, yeah. And the new covers are not very good. Oh, they're not. I don't think they. I are. haven't seen any. They're not that great. The old covers are, are fantastic. Yeah. I read not. I did not read this one, but I had read a lot of them before. Yeah, and I I think I owned this one because I think I got. I we read from a physical copy this week. We did, which I think I got from. I have a lot of stuff in my parents' crawl space, mm-hmm. and I had a bunch of books like that. I have a bunch of Star Wars books that are kind of like this too. Oh yeah, and I think that's. I think I just grabbed it at one point, thinking, "Oh, I want to read this." I had never read it. Yeah, and that's and it. We just sat in our house for nine years. Yeah. Um, did you watch the show at all? No, because <laughs> the dog in the front part, first part. In the opening credits. In the opening credits scared me. Okay. There's a, the part where the dog's eyes in the opening credits, if you've ever watched it, there's an opening credits and the dog's eyes glow yellow. And and the lady's face changes and it's just creepy. And I don't do, I didn't do well with, cre- I don't do well with creepy now. I did not do well with creepy as, sorry, as a child. <laughs> 
crying. So no, I didn't watch it. I remember I told you this already, but I remember running home from mm-hmm. the bus stop to watch Goosebumps. I thought you did it for Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider? Didn't you used to watch Ghost Rider? Ghost Rider? Ghost Rider? Yes. Yes. I thought you were saying That's Ghost Rider, like the Marvel superhero. No. I was like, no. Oh, no, Ghost Rider as in like. That was another show. That was a show previous to this show. Mm, okay. But Goosebumps, I remember running home and my mom being like, it doesn't come on until four. It's like 2.45. So, <laughs> you went to the dentist today. It's 11.30. <laughs> so I remember watching the show. Yeah. And I don't think I would appreciate it. I don't think I appreciated it as much as I appreciated watching it this time. Oh, really? Yeah, for different reasons. But the, Goosebumps it really is a Twilight Zone for kids. Yeah. You know, it's got that twist, weird ending to them usually, like this one does. Yeah. You know? Well, so before we read, or before we give our synopsis of, the, of it, and we're going to kind of do the book synopsis, mm-hmm. and when we get to something that I say out loud that does not correlate with the show because this was a show yes uh, it was a two-part episode yeah. which is actually the very first episode i don't know if you're gonna mention that or not but um i don't remember what i was getting at oh so when i say something that doesn't correlate with what the show says mm-hmm. just stop me or there's something funny just stop me okay so so Did give you- us some facts all right, we're looking at The Haunted Mask, the 11th book in the original Goosebumps series, written by R.L. Stein and published in 1993 by Scholastic. It has a word count of 21,460, and if you read at 250 words per minute, it would take about 90 minutes to read. It took me a little bit longer than 90 minutes. I don't know. I read it in three parts. I don't. I didn't time myself. You didn't time yourself? No, I'm going to on the next book, though, to see if that was accurate or not. I don't read fast. Like, I'm not a fast reader, but that's the dyslexia talking. This is definitely a book aimed at children. Yes. But there are a lot of big words in it. There are. Which I thought was a little surprising to me. Uh, yeah. It had an original retail cost of three twenty five. Right now, if you bought it, it's like a $6 book. Is it? Yeah. Wow. Brand new. Holy shit. Well, I'm just saying, it's kind of funny yeah. how no, it's doubled. Funny. Yeah. The Haunted Mask was... Featured on USA Today's top 150 best-selling books database for 43 weeks, attaining a peak position of 107. Interesting. Interesting, interesting. In 2001, it was listed as 249th best-selling children's paperback book of all time by Publishers Weekly, having sold 1.42 million copies. Can you name the other 248? No. No. I cannot. Okay. What are the other two? Two four. I meant the other two hundred and forty-eight. Oh no! My joke was lost on my wife. Uh, so our story starts at lunch with two friends. Uh, our main character, Carly Beth Caldwell. Meh. <laughs> um, I have a I have a pause button. Okay. <laughs> I have two pages. In the, so. the movie, <laughs> in the movie, the show, it started out in a random ass pumpkin patch. Yes, it does, at night. At night, then no one has permission to be in. No, but you're right, you're right. And it looks like it's midnight. It does. It looks. But it does look, but the beginning does follow it. It's really just kind of flip-flopped. The pumpkin thing isn't brought up in the book. Right. But everything else is brought up. It is. So, but for the most part. Yes. So we have Carly Beth Caldwell, who is 
uh, quote, 11 and scared of literally everything. It's because her name is Carly Beth. And they say Carly Beth every time. They, they never say yeah, just Carly. Carly. Even in the show, they did that, and it bothered me. Yeah. Uh, her best friend, Sabrina Mason, who Carly Beth considers, quote, tall, dark, and sophisticated looking. <laughs> for 11. What does, that's, I wrote the comment I wrote for myself. What does sophisticated look like at 11 years old? <laughs> oh, no. She wears a training bra. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, while having lunch, Steve Boswell and his friend Chuck Green join them at the table. Steve offers up his turkey sandwich. Carly takes a bite before she can realize it's not turkey, but worms. She takes a bite. Everyone in the lunchroom laughs at her. Okay, can we pause and say that Carly Beth needs some fucking new friends? Should I not the say fucking? The whole entire time, she needs new friends. She needs new friends. These people are horrible to her. Yeah, they're awful. So Carly Beth hurries home, clearly upset, and vowing revenge on the boys. Not on Sabrina. Who, yeah, and she's right. part of the problem. Oh, yeah. Because she was just like, oh, Carly Beth, you're so scarable. That's why everybody yeah. does it. You make them do it. You make you. them do it, victim blamer. At home, she's greeted by her mother, Mrs. Caldwell, who wants to show Carly Beth the sculpture she made of her da- daughter earlier <laughs> that day. <laughs> now, this is also in the movie. It is. And the sculpture... Is constantly terrifying. well. It's constantly referenced, right, as being incredibly accurate. Very like in almost book lifelike, and in the show, yes. And in the show, they show it. It is not lifelike at all. It's arguably a person. Also, I well, I'll bring this up later. Never mind. Okay. Keep going. Mrs. Callbaugh wants to show Carly Beth the sculpture she made of her daughter earlier that day. Carly Beth is disturbed by the accuracy of it and feels as though the sculpture of her head smiled at her. Blame it on her eyes playing tricks on her. The reader is also made aware that Carly Beth was probably adopted. Quote, we don't look like mother and daughter at all, Carly Beth realized. That stuck out to me so well. Oh, yeah, like, she's definitely adopted. It's never referenced or mentioned again, but Carly Beth's like convinced. Yeah, and her mom is definitely, in the book, I don't think it was referenced at all, but um, because the book, her dad doesn't, her dad's on business. Her dad's on business, but did they mention it in the book that he yes, was on business? Yes, because he, that's okay. who was calling. That who's calling when I she, thought it was a divorcee situation. No, he was at the airport. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, it's mentioned. It's a okay, It's okay. a one-off. Oh, okay. Uh, Carly Beth heads up to her room, only to find her brother hiding in her closet wearing the duck costume Mrs. Caldwell has made for Carly Beth to wear on trick or treat night. Because her mom. She was like, oh, it'd be funny to be a duck. Well, then her mom go like, you talked about a duck once. Yeah. Like, so here's a duck here's costume. Here's a duck costume. Again, I guess it's like You've seen a picture of a duck. Here's a duck costume. Right. Well, in the, in the show, the mom was like, remember you saw a duck at the mall? She didn't say costume. So it's like, did you go to a mall and see a duck? And you're like, ha ha, duck. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, God. Carly Beth <laughs> vows to never get scared again. But the next, oh, yeah, but the next day at the science fair, Steve's tarantula gets loose and feeling something crawling up her leg, Carly Beth screams, only to be tricked once again, knocking her her project, I don't know what I, I It was put, the solar system. Yeah, project. that's right. Knocking her solar system project everywhere. How is Steve still not punished for this? Because I, everyone also laughs. Okay, yes, including they make note of it, the, the teachers. teachers. That is not because they it ruined their project. Yeah, she she ran into the thing. And, uh, ruined, yes, and ruined their project. And the teachers laughed at that. That's yeah. not funny. The solar system. This part is not in the show. Yeah, no, not at all. At all. 
Because it's the because they get scared. They scare her at the pumpkin patch because they know she's going to go for this one pumpkin. Yes. Out in the pumpkin patch, and they scare her with the pumpkin, and then they do the worm thing the next day, and that's when. Yeah. Once home, Carly Beth takes quote thirty dollars her life savings. <laughs> it's about how much we have. And heads to the costume shop to get the scariest mask they have, only to find that the store closed for an early trick or treat night. Okay. Do Halloween-specific shops close early on Halloween? Of course not. Right. Do but this is not a spirit store. Right. This <laughs> the, the hot Halloween shop in the old Kmart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but to her surprise, a man in a cape lets her in to look around. Looking around, she's not satisfied with anything being scary enough. She walks further and, and finds in the back a small room containing, quote, very real, grotesque-looking masks. Victory. Maybe they didn't explain it as well in the book as they did in the show, but it was definitely like, oh, I shouldn't go back here. Like this is oh, an the show section. Not. Yes, I should not be back here. The like, book, it was a. There wasn't really. It was like kind of like, oh, the back room. Like, yeah. Also, the guy in the sh- the book, I felt like was described as Severus Snape. Yeah, I thought yeah. that too. But he was not Severus Snape in the show. No, no. He's got a weird, jacked-up face. Yes. Uh, as she goes to grab one of the masks, it cries out. The cry actually is the shop owner. <laughs> quote, sorry to have you see these masks, end quote. He won't sell her one because they are too scary. She begs, and after about a minute of hearing an 11-year-old complain, oh he relents. Yeah. <laughs> and she runs home with the mask. Okay. That's not the same in the book, in the movie, in the show, whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> It is very different. So she snatches the mask, throws the money, runs out the door. Yes. And that's how she acquires the mask. She gets outside and is like, I shouldn't do this. Turns around and he shuts the door. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, none of more. No more. It's like, also, you touched it last. <laughs> also, um, in the show, the door is unlocked. Yeah. And she just walks in and he's yeah. like, we're closed. But in the book, it's already closed and locked and he right. lets her in. Again, you didn't lock the door. You didn't lock the back door. But, but again, like, it took, like, two se- In the book, it took two seconds of him being like, okay, just take it. No, he knows the repercussions. And he doesn't give a fuck. I can't have this responsibility. Like, bitch. Deciding she needs to practice before trying to scare Steve, she sets her sights on her brother. As she puts the mask on, noting how well it fits and the odd mildew smell, she successfully scares the daylights out of him. Afterwards, she struggles to take off the mask and, ba- and is barely able to get the mask off and scares her brother even more with that. Eventually, she is able to get the mask off. She, although they de- they describe the voice as becoming this deep, inhuman, yes. raspy voice. And in the show, it's literally just like she's got this high-pitched, girly yes. voice. It, I dare say, if you would like to put on headphones real quick. Yes. I dare say it sounds a little bit like this, listeners. <laughs> I can't wait to get to that part because I want to talk about it. (laughs) So that's what her voice sounds like when the mask is on. It sounds like her. 
It sounds but exactly. But in the book, like it's it's like ungodlike. Right, but in the show, in the show, the the brother's like, "How did you change your voice, Carly?" Like, Beth? Like, <laughs> she just made <laughs> like that, like. To add icing to the cake, Carly Beth takes the figure of her head made by her mother and puts it on a stick. Yep, a broomstick. I'm completely unsure how she's able to do this so successfully and so accurately because, again, it's a plaster of Paris. Right. Which it says in the show. It doesn't say that in the book. Yeah. But like. It's very fragile. Yes. Yet it, it survives everything. It does. She leaves to go to Sabrina's house, beating Chuck and Steve there. Carly Beth decides that she will hide, waiting to scare the boys. As she jumps out to scare them, she quickly finds out that it's not Chuck and Steve, but two younger <laughs> children. And instead of apologizing, she tells them off. So, <laughs> she you see Chuck and Steve, both of which, one is just barely taller than her, and the other one is very much taller than her. Yes. The, <laughs> the, two, kids the two kids that show up in the movie version are tiny, small, hobbit-sized children. Yes, like half her size. He's like, there they are. <laughs> like, that is not them. It's comical how like bad it is. Yes. Also, Sabrina's costume oh, in I the have... book. Do you have notes about? I think I'm getting there. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. It's the next line. Okay. Turns out the boys are running late, so Sabrina dressed as a Catwoman, not a cat. Right. Which, and again, in the movie, she's yeah. a cat. Right. A terrible cat. A terrible cat. Almost skunk-like. Some would yes. say. Uh, and Carly Beth gets started trick-or-treating without them. Sabrina she has to take her platform shoes <laughs> off first, though. Sabrina, admiring Carly Beth's mask, keeps asking questions about it, which feels so odd. She says it feels so odd. It smells so weird. And this, in turn, puts Carly Beth into a rage, making her drop the broomstick and start to choke Sabrina. In the show, <laughs> she literally just goes... Shut up, shut up, shut up. It is like shaking her, kind of, but like not really. But in the book, she straight up chokes her. Yeah, she chokes her. That's how one of the chapters ends. She's like, just kidding. (laughs) The other thing we haven't mentioned is how each chapter ends on like a mini cliffhanger. Mini. Right? Like, oh, she's choking her. Ah. Yeah. And then you're just like, okay. Or like someone screams and you're like, oh. Yeah. Like, and it's solved instantly and it's never that big of a thing. But every chapter is like that. Yeah. And again, these chapters are like three or four pages long. Yeah, not long at all. Just claiming it was a joke, even though she can't explain to herself why she did it. At the next house, they're given apples. Carly Beth throws them at the house and then runs away. Quote, she felt a tingle of excitement she'd never felt before. And a strange feeling she couldn't describe. (laughs) A hunger. A hunger. Now in the show. She's got a fever. (laughs) In the show, it's just regular candy. It's like super cheap candy yeah 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 it's like those horrible no well they didn't even do the apple house in the show no they don't they... do the apple but they do the candy and she throws the candy she back does at throw them. the candy back at them but like that was on that was another thing in the book too yeah another little but thing. they kind of c- condense them together <laughs> yeah they do a lot of condensing. right but like the one in the book was like they were like come in and show my grandma and i was like oh this is how the story's gonna end they're all gonna die in this house that they oh, got is that what you thought well, in, in my brain, yeah. like I was just like, oh, you shouldn't go into somebody else's house. So Carly Beth wants to break up the group, again, just the two of them, and to try to find the boys. Finally, the moment of truth is here, and she spots Chuck and Steve and hides and waiting. Now, again, if you would put on your headphones, you can listen to what Chuck and Steve in the show are doing. 16 men on a dead man's chest. Yo, ho, ho, and away we go. 
Treasure. Pirate's treasure. This is great. So in the show, she finds them in a graveyard. Yes. And they have candy out on the gravestone, and they're just like Snorting sorting. It. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but in the show, she just like sees them walking. No, or in, in the, the book, book, she just yeah. sees them walking. She out. sees them walking. They're at a house. Wait, but we didn't talk about the one family where the mom was like, "I told, eh, I kind of skipped that." One. Well, the mom was like, "I'm going to call the police on you." <laughs> oh, in the show. In the show, That's yeah, right. The mom was like, "I'm going to call the police on you," <laughs> and Look. Sabrina is freaked the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I can't have this on my record. <laughs> I'm 11. All right. So finally, the moment of truth is here, and she spots Chuck and Steve and, and hides in waiting. With zero effort, she scares them and demands their candy, or their heads will be on poles, too. She waves the head around, and it blinks several times, saying, help me, scaring everyone, all three of them. Right. The little shitbird boys drop their candy and take off running. <laughs> Uh, Carly Beth, who is also scared by the head, drops it in a panic, yeah. grabs their bags of candy, and starts running off till she can no longer run. Right. So okay. still, she's still worried about the candy. Right. In the book. Right. At this point in the show, she had given up on candy. Yes. I don't think oh, she ever connected candy except to throw really. it back at somebody else. Not really. And let's talk about this. So this part in the book confused me. because so I was like, what mask is haunted? Oh, is I, the, I, the mask- oh, I see what you're saying. Because... Why was the mask blinking and saying, help me? Was it the haunted one? Oh, I see what you're saying. Well, I the, the mask had smiled at her earlier. Right. So. Uh, yeah. And then. But it's not really a mask. It's a plaster of Paris. Right. Sculpture. Also, right. Also. Yeah. I mean, it. I was just confused because sure. I was like, why is it talking? Like, it's I'm weird. Sp- well, yeah. Are all masks like this in this world? So she runs until she no longer can. A hand reaches out to grab her from behind. And that's how the chapter ends. Yes. That's how. Oh, I wrote that. That's how the chapter ends. Very dramatic. It turns out to just be Sabrina. The two make their way back to Sabrina's house to assess their candy haul. Sabrina takes her cat mask off, but Carly Beth can't take hers off. It would seem the mask has melted into her skin as there's no line between the two. Right. To me, we're reading it. It was so confused. Like, it wasn't confusing. I knew what they were getting at. Yeah. But it was so weirdly written. That yeah. I was like, this is very awkwardly written. We're like, there's no line. There's no line, Carly Beth. There's no line. We're like, what? what? Carly Beth runs out of Sabrina's house, leaving her jacket at Sabrina's, which is again noted in the book. And I was like, okay. Like, you didn't get your jacket, Carly Beth. Like, yeah. not, oh, my friend is freaking the fuck out. It's, oh my God, you didn't get your jacket. Like, she runs into the night, unsure what to do. She somehow ends up in the costume store she bought the mask uh, from earlier that day. The owner comes to the door because it being late into the night, he clearly lives in the shop. Right, clearly. She begs him for help. He apologizes, saying he didn't want to sell it to her in the first place and saying he can't help her. He takes her to the back with the other very scary masks, only that they're not masks, but real heads. The, quote, unloved heads from his previous experiments. Yes. So now he's a scientist. He is a scientist. And it was kind of explained in the show because there were beakers and yes. of... Blue liquid. Yes. Uh, after saying that there's nothing he can do, and her, and that this new face is her new ugly face forever, it turns out that it can be removed only I, one more time. Yeah, that's why I was con- I was like, but there is something you can do because you just told her that, like, oh, I, I can't help you with this part. Only with a symbol of true love. Yes. Or just a symbol of love. It doesn't say true love. True love. It says a symbol of love. 
whatever that is supposed to mean to me is just again. The heads are upset by this for some reason, and the scientist slash part-time costume store owner tells Carly Beth to run. We're getting to the very end now. We're close. Run, run. Carly Beth runs out of the store, and heads. the head's now floating after her. Yes. Which, again, in the show, you can tell it's just masks with, like, green suits on. Yeah. Because it's so terrible how they're, like, staggered, like how they would be if they were actual people. Yeah. It's really poorly done. And they also, at this point, she had gone in and... She had run into people w- going to the store. Now the streets are completely empty. That's right. This time in the book they are. Yeah. But not in the show. No. But there's these masks following her. Yes. Did we say that in the show she ended up burying the head in no. the- No. So in the show she buries the head at the graveyard. Yes. Or in the- Or yeah, in the graveyard instead of just losing it, dropping yeah. it and being scared. No. Yeah. She- So she runs out of the store the head's now following her. She decides that the sculpture of her head made by her mother because, quote, I love you, is her only chance. After nearly giving up, Carly Beth finds the sculpture. She holds it up, showing proof that she's loved. Finding the plan not working, however, she puts the sculpture of her head on because it's now hollow, even though it was never mentioned before. That it was hollow. She puts it over the mask, which is over her real face. Right. Three layers now. Unable to see anything that, that now as she sits waiting for the floating heads to take her away. The boos and hisses of the heads die down. She takes off the sculpture, and she sees the heads have disappeared, and now there's a flap under her throat to take off the mask, and she's able to easily peel it off. Right. Now, in the show, she just holds up the head and is like, look, I'm loved, I'm loved, my mom made this sculpture. This is Carly Beth, this is Carly Beth. Yeah. And also... The the thing was too small to put over her head. Oh, yeah, for sure. Her mom made an actual life-size thing that would go over a mask and her head. Like, Yeah. Yeah. All right, here's the very end. She makes her way home, mask in hand because why don't you throw that shit away, walks through the door, and the first thing Noah, her brother, says to her is, take off that ugly mask. Frightened that it didn't work, she runs to the mirror, and it's her actual face, Noah just being a jerk. She walks into the kitchen where her mother has hot hot apple cider ready and wants to hear her story. She's not mad that she's home after midnight, which the book clearly says it's too. And it's a school night. Yeah. Also, trick-or-treat didn't start until 7.30. (laughs) (laughs) As Carly Beth turns around, she sees Noah with the mask on saying, look at me. How do I look in your mask? Yeah. That's how it ends. And so Noah has become a monster. But let's talk about Noah for a minute because there were zero redeeming qualities about Noah. Well, there's in zero show. redeeming qualities about any of them except for Carly Beth. Except for Carly Beth. Carly yeah. Beth's mom, too. She's just trying to be a parent. Yeah. I mean, yeah. She, Carly Beth's mom was nice, but Noah was an asshole. A younger brother, though. Yeah, I guess. So, what did you think of the book versus the show? Which one did you like more? Probably. The book. Yeah, I think so, too. Because hearing Carly Beth over and over again was not nearly as bad as reading it. Because at least then they would be she <laughs> instead of saying Yeah, that. they say Carly Beth a lot in the book. It's yeah. a, it's intense. Yeah. Two-word name, first names are a lot. But then there was another character in the book that was mentioned named Mary Sue. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah, there was a girl named Mary Sue in the book. I was like, are you kidding me? I didn't think the show was bad, though. No. I mean, the production value, obviously, is like a kid's show in the 90s. Right. So it's not like crazy high end. But it, I thought it followed the book pretty closely. It did. Like 
I was shocked actually how accurate it was because I also remember watching Goosebumps based off of other books and them not being accurate at all. Yeah. Like the premise being kind of the same and like that's where it ended. Right. So, uh, so do you have any other like um, closing facts for us about the show slash book? Yes. R.L. Stein says the idea for the book came from his son, Matthew Stein, who put on a mask that he had trouble getting off during Halloween. Okay. Stein also says he incorporated a duck costume his parents got him for trick-or-treating in the book. The other thing about R.L. Stein is he lives in our town. He does? He lives in Bexley. I didn't know that. He's a Bexley native. I didn't know that. Yeah. Does he still live there? Yeah. Get out of yeah, Carl he's Stein. A, he's in um he's he does a lot with the uh, the Bexley Library a lot. Really? Yeah. Oh, good for him. The duck costume part in the show because she literally rips it to shreds. She does in the show. I mean, an eleven year old in a duck costume for Halloween though yeah. was she literally her she was I'm sure she was just like oh look a duck that's funny like yeah sure whatever. According to R.L. Stein's autobiography, the crew was going to use a rubber worm. In the scene where Carly Beth bites into the sandwich and finds half a half-chewed worm, but Catherine Long insisted on eating a real worm to make it realistic. He later revealed it took 12 attempts with a new worm each time. That's dedication. That's disgusting. Oh, it's super disgusting. Was that the kid? Yeah, that was the kid actress. She insisted on eating yeah. a real worm. Ew. Where's she's she at? method actor. Not, I look, none of them are in any. She's a meth actor. Whoa. Better than you ever will be. Yeah, definitely. Uh, any other closing thoughts on the book or the movie? Um, I love that theme song. That Goosebumps theme song. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, so it was good. I like yeah. listening to it. The show went by quick because it was it two, two twenty-two minute episodes, so it's not even a forty-five minute mini movie. No, it's yeah, it was it was good. It was um, it was good. Uh, for 90s, it reminded me of the 90s. So let's grade let's grade the book to movie adaptation out of 10. Or let's give it a letter grade. I think letter grades are much... I think it's an A. Adaptation? A. Yeah. I think it's a, a B plus, A minus adaptation. Yeah. I, I think so. I think because it's it very follows... Solid. Its, yeah. I did like the book talked about... I mean, fall and winter are my favorite seasons that time of year is my favorite and so the book reading the book was nice because i was like oh oh because it's april yeah yeah all right so, yeah so next week we're gonna read what are we gonna read the boxcar children all right did you order it i did all right and then we're gonna watch the what looks to be a horrible cartoon animated version of that movie oh it's terrible is it yeah you've seen it you i've said. seen it yeah okay so join us next time Bye.